Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry, and welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 15 of Restore Freedom Weekly. This week we talk, talked about Ipsy Dixit, and uh, yes, that's actually a real thing. So uh, before we get started here, just a reminder that this is just a simple recap. So if you want to hear that full discussion, please check out the link for that full episode that aired on Tuesday, the link for which is on page two of the slideshow. And of course, the link for the slideshow, as always, is in the description of today's segment. So this week we talked about Ipsy Dixit in the legal context. Number one, what is it? Then how is it used by attorneys? Next, what can you do about it? And of course, the underlying point with all of this is to learn how to best stop the nonsense dead in its tracks. As always, Tuesday at 10 a.m. or even before, we have on our Telegram and YouTube channels our true or false question of the week. So check it out. You can answer it at any point in time until 10 p.m. that day when the answer is then posted. This week's question, Ipsy Dixit is a kind of courtroom gaslighting used by lazy, incompetent, or downright evil attorneys, true or false. Again, you can go to youtube.com slash restore freedom or t.me slash restore freedom to answer those questions every Tuesday. So this week, talking about if Ipsy, Ipsy Dixit in the legal context, number one, what in the world is it? Well, it is Latin for something asserted but not proved, or simply it is because I say it is. Attorneys, tactic, attorneys try this tactic far too often, so arm yourself with the truth. Uh, how is it used by attorneys? Uh, I realized that I put this slideshow together and forgot to put in there. The uh, first example should have been about the current situation that we're involved with, uh, with the uh, city of Ormond Beach and the um, uh, their motion or the response to our emergency motion that they just filed last week. And uh, the whole thing is basically one big ipsy dixit. This doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. This doesn't apply. They can't do that. And it and they wasted only you know, it's four pages long. That's it. So at any rate, um, in tomorrow's freedom fighting tools, you'll actually be able to uh, see as one of those freedom fighting tools, the four page document we're talking about that ipsy dixit from the city of Ormond Beach. Uh, you'll also have as a second freedom fighting tool, my response. Uh, that I filed uh, against that Ipsy Dixit nonsense, as well as an example that we're going to reference here in the slideshow. Uh, that'll be your third source of how to fight back on Ipsy Dixit. So um, example one, though, uh, from the Allegan County case, the government tries to shut down free speech at a town hall, a public park, a public library, etc. What has the United States Supreme Court said about it? Well, assembling and discussing public questions are traditional uses of public places like libraries, parks, streets, and facilities where government bodies meet. So, uh, again, this is a quote, a township may not by its own ipsy dixit destroy the public forum status of that property, nor exclude people from such a public forum in which all parties have a constitutional right of access. That is the Perry case on page 55. If you want to see more about that case, the full site, all that, be able to find it and read it yourself, or specifically how I used it, check out the link here on this next slide. Um, go to page 19 of my brief. You'll be able to see that full in context, plus that full table of authorities will give you the exact full citation that you can copy and paste into your browser or go to Google Scholar and find the case that way. Um, it's give, To give you context, it's from my substantive due process appeal that I filed in 2021 uh, in the Michigan Court of Appeals. Now that second example, the prosecutor and the court surmised that my case was merely the trespass of a car, which is not a thing in criminal law, uh, separate from my protected petition circulating. But 
the ipsy dixit it is because i say it is and no proof is needed model doesn't work in the law if you don't let it especially when a prosecutor quote shall not prosecute any person for conduct presumptively protected by the first amendment and where do i get that from well that is not just out of the u.s constitution's first amendment no that's from michigan state law 750.543z Again, if you want to check out the context of that and how you could use it in your own situation, find that quote on page 21 of that brief. And the link again for that brief is right there. Example three, a Michigan prosecutor says that a misdemeanor defendant, a defendant in a misdemeanor case has no right to file a motion to dismiss the case. Well, I'd say let's look again at the court rules and the plain language of those rules. If you look at the Michigan court rules, in fact, 600 or excuse me, 6.001 D, it states that all the civil court rules apply, civil procedure rules, including 2.116, the motion to dismiss rule, applies to a misdemeanor case unless there is a rule or statute that says it doesn't apply, which there is not, uh, or a rule or statute provides another procedure for that motion to dismiss, which there is none, or when it clearly appears that it applies to civil cases only, which is not the case because obviously the epitome of having justice would be a defendant's right to file a motion to dismiss, especially where there's such egregious legal deficits in the case. So. A prosecutor's ipsy dixit or their statement that the rule on the motion to dismiss 2.116 does not apply to misdemeanors just because the prosecutor says so has no logic behind it. So if you want to find out more on the context of that example, um, check out page 44 of that brief on appeal that I have for you in those examples. Now, what can you do about it? That's the important thing, right? Now they understand what we're talking about and how they say things just say they don't apply or whatever, just to stop you from doing something. Well, number one, something that you could be doing all along is to educate yourself on the main topics covered in your state's laws and rules. Now, I'm not saying that you need to read every single law and rule uh, that your state has, although I would suggest it. I know most of you are not ever going to do that. Um, but I do suggest that you then keep handy the printed version of the table of contents the expanded table of contents of your state's laws and the expanded table of contents of your state's court rules. Keep that printed, keep it handy and be able to reference it. Now, like I said, Ipsy Dixit is Latin for something asserted but not proven, uh, or simply it is because I say it is. Attorneys do try this tactic far too often, so arming yourself with the truth is the best way to fight back. That's why this week's Get Involved Challenge was to find your state's uh, court rules that say in which cases or which types of cases the civil rules of procedure and your general practice rules apply. You might not notice the pattern, but so far, just in my own two examples that I gave you, one was from a criminal case and one is from an ordinance violation, but it's a civil case. Both of those actually stem from the government's attorney saying, oh, that rule of civil procedure doesn't apply. It doesn't apply in this criminal case or it doesn't apply in this appeal. Well, that's a, an argument that they have often. Oh, well, you want to use that court rule to defend your rights. You can't do that because that rule doesn't apply. How would you know if the court rules apply? Well, this is uh, an example of the um, list of the Florida court rules, and you have the different chapters. Chapter one is that rule of civil, the rules of civil procedure. Chapter two in the state of Florida is the rules of general practice. I want you to look in those chapters. Where is there a rule that says which cases those particular chapters apply to? Generally, I would think it's going to be the first rule talking about scope or purpose 
uh, of the rules. And so I put in here, for example, rule 1.010 that talks about the scope of the rules of civil procedure. Um, but I also wanted you to find the rules of general practice. So in Michigan, they kind of did reverse here. Chapter one is the chapter of court rules on general provisions and chapter two is the chapter on civil procedure. Uh, and you can see the other chapters are listed as well, but those aren't the ones that I want you to focus on the most because most of the good stuff that you'll need in any kind of case across the board, you're going to find in one of these two chapters, no matter what state you're in. Also, you need to read their claims with an open mind that you might have actually missed something. So then you need to reread the actual laws or court rules involved to see if you did, in fact, miss something. But if you didn't get it wrong, present your case with confidence, not arrogance and reference the laws, rules, et cetera, that support your position. Now, why is all of this important? Why would you need to do any of this? Well, because underneath it all, even if you don't like having to follow court rules or think that none of them should apply because they're not laws and they come from the judicial branch and the judicial branch shouldn't get to make any laws, you're not gonna convince a judge not to follow the state's court rules. So a better argument, tie it back into due process. We are guaranteed fundamental due process before any of our life, liberty, or property can be deprived. That is guaranteed to us in the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, the Fourteenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, uh, Florida Constitution, Article 1, Section 9, and the Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 17. Again, if you want to look more at any case examples, real life case examples, uh, click on this case documents here. More and more case examples will be added as time goes on, as I have the time to put them on there. Um, but uh, there's directly the link for the Ormond Beach case, as well as the Allegan County case documents in here. And um, again, if you want even more information, check out that full episode from Tuesday. Watch or uh, participate in that Wednesday way to get involved challenge from yesterday. And make sure to check out those Friday freedom fighting tools that we talked about earlier tomorrow. Thanks so much, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day.